program is the program of this ministry called the School of Virtue. Now, School of Virtue is into a whole lot of things, but that I'm not here to talk about them. But they are holding a program right away, and I want to encourage anybody who will listen to me, who is listening, to plug in into their program. It's called the Healing Matrimony. <coughs> Sorry, Matrimonial Healing. And um, it's been running from yesterday. The good thing about Mixed Life is that you can always get these messages from Shoryu. And the messages that are there are wonderful. There, you know, there are several messages. It's been running from yesterday. It's going to be on today, 6 to 7. And, and delight. So you may not be able to um, listen. You may not be able to listen. Just go to their showreel, School of Virtue. Search for School of Virtue or Mixler. Go to their showreel and you will you will listen to the messages and you know, it's going to last for one week and i like to tell us that it's going to be it's going to bless us so i'm encouraging anybody who listens here to also go and listen to those programs particularly people who are married people who are thinking about marriage people who wants to get married one day but in case your own uh, idea is to become a father you may not really need what we are talking about but if you have children you are getting you have a wife you have a husband or you are thinking about having them it is very very good for you to make a date between now and saturday and i pray for us in jesus name Amen. last week we looked at a whole lot of things we we, we, we the lord helped us as as we looked as a church in the home we also look at church in the home and uh, a whole lot of things and we saw advantages of church in the home and one of the advantages is that it helps the process of discipleship and that's going to lead us into today's bible study it's going to lead us into today's bible study today we are first going to be looking at a model of discipleship or an ld model of discipleship we have said that Discipleship is a process whereby we learn the life of, in, and for Jesus Christ through someone who is um, in the Christian race earlier, who has learned majorly, who has handled a lot of things in, in, in Christianity, you know, whereby you, you place somebody under such person to be able to learn from that person that what we call discipleship we saw that discipleship is a life process and so uh, we saw that it's not something that you could just uh, you, you, uh, Christ, the Christian life is really not something you could just pick from books pick it from books here pick from books here pick from books there and then you, you start to profess it is rather better when you read it in books you see it in life and I, I, I know we were really blessed last week but this week i want to look at uh, what is the model of discipleship that was between uh between paul and philemon let me also say this this message or this bible study may not last i, I use the word may not last for one hour because um another program will be starting by six o'clock and so and i would want to really rush to that but i don't have that that may not last um, i pray that is true in jesus name Amen. because i really don't want it to last that one hour so what is the model of 
relationship that is between Paul and Philemon. Now, if you study through the book of Philemon, if you read through the book, book of Philemon, you will discover that Paul called Philemon three things. And through that three things, we can mirror the kind of discipleship relationship between Paul and Philemon. Of course, we know that Paul calling himself an elder means that Paul is way older than Philemon. Of course, we know that um, Paul is more experienced in Christianity than Philemon. Of course, we know that in many ways, Paul is, 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 is more than Philemon. But you see that Paul called Philemon first a friend. In verse, I think verse 2, he said he called him, so pastor said, a beloved friend. A friend. Then you see Paul, Paul calling Philemon a partner. Then you see Paul calling Philemon a brother. Three things, three ways with which Paul looked at Philemon. A friend, a partner, and a brother. I start from the word brother. The word brother means we are from the same source. It means we were given birth to the same to the same birth to by the same parents. Which means Paul saw, even though Philemon looks younger, even though Philemon is not up to him in faith, Paul saw Philemon basically as a brother. That's the first thing. And so, he, Paul knew that the same relationship that, that, that appears between him and God is the same relationship that appears between God and him. Paul, understanding that he is a brother, understood that we have an elder brother who is Jesus Christ. Hebrews said, said it there, that he will make us his brother, he will pass through death for us, his brother, so that he can bring us into freedom. Praise the Lord. Talking about Jesus there. So, you see here that the, 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 humbling, the humbling perspective that Paul looked at uh, uh, Philemon, calling him a brother. It's not just uh, that I call this person a brother or a brother. It is that I see this person as co-heir of the inheritance that we found in Christ. Then the next thing we see Paul calling Philemon is a partner. Which means, a partner means that, um, of course we know partnership, we know social proprietorship, and we know all forms of um, businesses that we have. You know, a partner means someone who is a part taker of something. Someone who, in, uh, another work, another a word that was used by some version is a co-worker. A co-worker. Which means that the work of Christ is the major assignment in Christianity. Christianity's duty majorly is to preach the work of Christ, is to promote the cause of Christ, is to warn the world about the imminent um, imminent 
judgment, imminent judgment that will befall them if they do not come in alignment with Christ is to edify the church of God and bring them more on Christ. The work of, of, of Christians is to promote, the work of Christians in the church is to promote the cause of Christ. And this work is so enormous, is so great, is so, so great that Paul being the, I want to use the word Almighty Paul, being a great apostle, cannot do everything. Paul can't do everything. He, he would only be able to fulfill his own portion while other people will also fulfill their own portion. Now, when he sees other people, when he sees even those people that are supposed to be his disciples, when he sees them, he does not he really doesn't um, he really doesn't arrogate himself that I'm the apostle. You are we 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 all the special special work in this body of Christ. You 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 there, you are there to serve us. You are you you will listen to us. Calling him co-worker, calling him a partner means he understands that he has his own duty in the body of Christ, as Paul has his own duty in the body of Christ, and no duty is more important than all. Pastor Sam Adeli said one thing, uh, and it went viral on Facebook and uh, social media, media. He said, there is not a time that, 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 that any leader should ever understand that he is better than the follower. What is just different is the roles with which each and every one of us play. And what, why the roles with each and every one of us play differs, it does not mean that the role that the disciple is playing is more important than the role that the disciple is playing. Because in a disciple-disciple relationship, both parties are supposed to benefit from it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And knowing fully well that the object of disciple-discipleship relationship is actually focused on Christ. So each and every one of us are actually doing our parts in the work of Christ. So we are not we are, we are brothers, we are not only brothers, we are partners. And the importance of my brother in the body of Christ is as important as my own importance. And I am not more important than him. While he's also not more important than I am. So, one person should not arrogate himself that, ah, why should uh, things like this happen to, to me? Why it is, it is not happening to the other person? Am I not, uh, am I not uh, occupy a crucial place in the ministry of Christ? Some things do not exist. We are all partners. But, you know, the most important in the accolade that Paul called uh, Philemon is that he called him a friend. Praise the Lord. He called him a friend, and when you check the, when you check the, when you check the, 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 the relationship between Jesus Christ and his disciples, you see that even though his disciples call him master, call him master, he calls them friends. Why? Why is, why is this matter of friendship so important? A friend, you know, this this matter I've seen it in the lives of my my fathers and the Lord. I, I have a father in the Lord. His name is Pastor 
Am I on Minifali? And you know, I, there, there are times he, he calls me and then we sit down and he discuss some things with me. It's things that, that are so, so peculiar to, well, he, he, is, he, is, he is more experienced in ministry, things I do not understand that. You know, sometimes when he needs advice, he will call me, sit me down and say, Brother, what do you think we should do on these things? What, should, what do you think we should do on these things? Sincerely, my advice will not be new. You know, if I will advise, he would have he would have thought about what I want to advise. But he will still bring the bring the matter down. He will, will discuss about it. And it's because I so I I, I began to so, sometimes I used to be I used to feel shy until I learned to really come up and, and understand what why he's trying to do that. You know, in his church he, he would normally sit on the high table and personally I don't want to sit on the high table. But I love to I learn to sit on the high table with him because I know it is not because of anything, because he looks for a companion there where he is. When, 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 when disciples and disciples are friends, you know, he, 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 he makes them like more than pastor uh, member. No, he makes them more than, uh, uh, this is my disciple, so when I'm talking you don't talk. When we are friends, friends can joke together, friends can talk serious matters with each other, friends can look each other, friends can correct each other. You discover that um, the person, the, the role of uh, Paul, the Barnabas in the life of Paul was um, was to disciple, was a, the role of a disciple. When Paul, when, when Paul gave his life to Christ, he, he, his ministry was so imminent, yet he had not learned a lot of things in the ministry. So they had to attach a disciple on the go with him as they were going. As they were going. And as they were doing the things, it looked like Paul was the was the big big person. And some people came one day and they, they were bowing down to Paul. Paul didn't understand. But because we have a friend disciple beside him, that one that was on that person that was person that read this and said, No, we are not a, we are not God, so we are just we just came to urge you not to fall into idolatry. So you see, you see all over the in, in the Bible the the concept of friends, disciple, disciple relationship, where the disciple, yes, is more knowledgeable, yes, he has handled Christ earlier, yes, but he, he has a way of coming down to the level of his, his disciples and they are friends. I, I have another, I have another, this one is even very, very, sometimes I used to tell myself, if you are not careful, you will not know when you are proud beside him. Beside him, his name is uh, Doctor Tunde uh, Sino. That one, I can even give him a pass. When we, when we, when, 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 when we talk, we argue. Yes, he is by far and by any chance a father in the Lord to me. He is by far and by any chance a mentor. He is by far and by any chance a disciple to me. Yes, he will calm down you. He allows you to criticize him. He allows you to say what you want to say. He smiles. He, when he is with, when when I'm with him, we are like friends. That when 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 my when my in-law, you know, when when my wife wanted to talk about me to, to my in-law, and the in-law asked, is he one of the friends of uh, this doctor? I said yes, he's one of the friends. Even though he's a mentor to me, you know, one of the advantages of this concept of discipleship is that it allows for openness. When your disciple is your friend. When your disciple is your friend, you are. It is easier for you to open up. 
what you are passing through. You see, you know, most of the time we, we are, we, we are, we are, you know, entered into daddy, daddy, papa, daddy, all, you know, all, this, all this kind of this thing. And it's not, it's no longer healthy for us. You know, the way you see papa, papa is up there like, papa, as he's there, he does not uh, go to toilets. And then we, we are here, we are aiming to be like papa. And then we are just hoping to be like Papa. When Papa, we will we, we, we talk like this, we just say, Oh, Rema, Rema, Rema. And so Papa cannot, uh, Papa, so Papa is not free to live like a man in front of us. Papa will hide a whole lot of things. All the things that Papa is, is, is also um, struggling with. How will I now tell uh, how will I make them know? Papa cannot share with us his mistakes. Papa cannot uh, uh, make us see the other side of him. Why? Because we, we, we do not expect Papa to be human. And any day that Papa is, is human in our front like this, we will go outside and say, Ha! You know what this leader said? Uh, you, know, you know when a generation where we... Where we... Where we publish the, the errors of our leaders. We publish it on the outside. You say, a pastor, a pastor raped this person. You are the one, you Christian. You are the one that will go and carry it outside. Uh, 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 this. You are forgotten that while that pastor, that you called your pastor and you did it, while he was struggling, all of you ran away from him. You felt he is the next assistance Holy Spirit that he cannot fall. Yet he was falling. There was nobody that would come near to him. There was nobody he could he could share what he's passing through to. Yes, he's your disciple. Yes, he's your mentor. Yes, you are looking up to him. But he's also a man. And you too, when you when you when you are doing all, everything you are doing, you, your phone, your phone, you, your phone, you, you you password your phone before your disciple, because you know your your disciple is not your friend, and so there's no way you and your disciple can actually. In a moment, please. So there's no way you and your disciple. Can actually, uh, can actually blend together. And so you see that you are passing through what you are passing through, and then your disciple is passing through what he is passing through, and there is no connection, there is no help. <clears throat> and then you see that uh, the disciple is, 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 is falling into error, the disciple is also struggling along, and because there is no friendship. And so there is this dimension of friendship that I, I, I've, I've watched it and I'm also trying to replicate it in my own life. I, the people who are around me, I, I, I want them to see me as friends. So I also show them, I show them where I'm wrong, I show them we eat together, we, we eat together like we are brothers. Why? When they want to be foolish, they, they should be bold to be foolish in my presence. When they are foolish in my presence, I will be able to correct them. When they want to be stupid, let them be stupid in my presence. So that friendly, in, in a friendly way, that stupidity will be corrected. You know, the Bible said, past perfect love cast out fears. You know, the other time we, we, we said, the church is supposed to be like the hospital, where everybody comes and opens their wound. But no, the church today, we, we are not like an hospital, everybody is just dressed, it's like a train station. 
where everybody is dressed the way they want to dress, like they are going somewhere, it's just a bus stop, and after that, um, after the train has come, we are gone on our way. It's not supposed to be like that. So that when people are dying, we do not know. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Then, you know, the, another advantage of the disciple-disciple relationship is that it also helps the disciple when necessary. I've said that before. You know, disciples are not, they are human too. Disciples, mentors, they are, they are, they, they, it is blood that runs in them. They also want your understanding. They want your, they want your appreciation. They want you to know. They, they want you to know that they also need your help. They want you to, you know, Paul. Every time, every time he speaks to people, he says, "Pray for us." There is one thing your leaders need. There is one thing uh, your, your 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 elders need. They need your prayer. That's why sometimes, if you are mature enough, they should be able to call you and say, "Brother, this is what I am passing through." If it is not that when they when they share matters with you, then you go. The next thing is that we will see it in the, in this thing in in, in 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 on the streets. Which of us who are leaders, which of us who are mentors, can our mentors make mistakes in, in front of us? Every leader I've ever had in my life, once they make mistake in front of me, I count it as a privilege because. A lot of times they will not, they will avoid making a mistake in front of you. They will avoid sometimes, you know, uh, anger bursts. They will avoid it, they will avoid it because they know that you cannot handle it. And so that is why, you know, you know, this discipleship, disciple relationship, while the disciple is, is trying his best to help the disciple. The disciple has to know that there is also duty. Okay, so praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So you should also know that there are places, there are things you should also do to help your disciple. And I pray to help us in Jesus' name. Amen. So that you know, our disciples will not be lonely. I have seen men of God lonely. Sincerely, I have seen men of God lonely. I have seen men of God who, who you know, imagine Jesus. Jesus would carry some of his disciples. Why not all? Because the remaining, I don't know what's wrong with them, but he will carry some of his disciples and weep in front of them. He will weep in front of them. He will make them. He will. He will. He will. He will tell them that ah oh I I I I want you to pray for me. You see, even Jesus depended at points to. Uh, he depended on his disciples. You see, Paul, uh, Peter. Sorry. You see, Peter calling Jesus and say, "Come here. You will not die. You will not die." You know, a a, a normal a normal disciple, a normal. Uh, father in the love, uh, son in the love, this thing will not do that. So, uh, you, you can, how can you go and rebuke your father in law? It's not possible. And I pray God help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Then the disciple does not, it will help the disciple not to deify the disciple, which means you will not turn them to God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And leaders, disciples, mentors, do not allow members and disciples to turn us to God. And I pray God help us in Jesus' name. Amen. You see, they are, they, let them see us that we are also human beings. We are human beings and we have blood flowing in our... You know, we, we hear a whole lot of um, 
a lot of stories about pastors. A pastor raped a 13-year-old girl. A pastor raped a woman, a slave sleeps with a woman. How does it happen? It happens just because, you know, most of the time you, 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 you forget that this person you are talking to is also human being. So you wear bad clothes. You wear bad clothes to him. Eh? You wear bad clothes. You, 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 you don't do a whole lot of things believing that, no, this is Holy Spirit. He cannot do anything. Forgetting that they are also flesh. So when we understand that, when we understand that these people are also human, when, when we see them as friends, when they are, when, when they are able to live their life in front of all, and then, oh, of course, every leader is trying to replicate Christ. That anybody, any leader who is not trying to replicate, replicate Christ in front of uh, the followers is not a leader. Let's forget that one. If it is something else he's doing, apart from replicating or, or showing the example of Christ to members or to followers, if that one is not leadership, if it is leadership, it's not leadership in Christianity. But when we are talking about leadership in Christianity, the major important thing is that we replicate Christ to in front of people. And so all our leaders are trying to replicate Christ in front of people. But yes, please do not deify them. Do not see them as men. So, you know, all this issue of uh, uh, this, this rape here this is because most of the time we put our leaders, we put them in questionable condition. We, 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 we tempt them, we tempt them, thinking they are Jesus. They are not Jesus. They are also working towards perfection. And I pray God help us in Jesus' name. Like I said, I do not want this thing to last for one hour and I pray that to be true in Jesus' name. Amen. So I'm, I'm going to be I'm going to be rounding up on that for now, but don't let us forget that um, for 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 us to develop a healthy disciple discipler relationship, then we must see each other as friends, we must see each other as partners, and we must see each other as brothers. Role playing may be different, but we are equal in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. The other matter that I want to also deal with is the issue of no longer slaves. No longer slaves. And I like to sing this song. You know, I, I, I made this song very, very not, not quite long and I love the song very much. It says, I'm no longer slaves of peace. I am a child of God. I'm no longer slave of peace. I am a child of God, I am no longer a slave to sin. I am a child of God. Well, I've forgotten the other lyrics, but it's a very if you if you, you can uh, type it on Google, it's a very wonderful song, and I, I wouldn't mind if anybody experiences. So we're looking at this topic: no longer save slaves, and here. Here we we are going to need to study the Bible very very much. We are going to need to study the Bible very much. In fact, this is the cross of what I really trust God to to speak to us today in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, a lot of reasons why the Bible is being criticized. You know, my I I I, I want us to understand that one of the focal reason for this thing is that uh, we also need to defend the Bible. 
a whole lot of criticism are, you know, although it's really not prevalent in Africa, but it's, it's, it has started. You know, you see a lot of people saying all sorts of nonsense in, in, on, on social media, particularly on Facebook. You see, you know, there's a growing population of, um, there's, a, there's, a, there's a growing population of atheism, even in Nigeria. And you may not know, but they are, they are there. There's a, there's a group, uh, you know, we don't know it, but, but they are there. They are there and they are growing steadily, steadily. And one of the standpoints is this. Why does the Bible support slavery? They will say, if the Bible claims to be the book of God, the word of God, why does it support slavery? Well, I like to tell us that in the Bible there are several accounts of slavery there. But it does not say that the Bible supports slavery. That's one. Two. Um, we also need to know that um, slavery as it is practiced in, you know, recently, well, it was said that uh, in Saudi Arabia they are still selling blacks. Recently, in Lebanon, you see that a, a, a black woman, a Nigerian, was being sold as uh, a slave. Recently, we hear the stories in Libya. And, uh, and, more, and, and like some centuries ago, you see that... Uh, England, uh, Europeans, you know, took Africa into slavery. Let's let's claim, let's say it loud and clear. The, the 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 slavery that is practiced in the Bible, particularly in the Old Testament, forbids the form of slavery they are doing now. In fact, if you check the Old Testament, you will discover that I, I won't be really reading scriptures in the Old Testament now because that's not really what, uh, what I want to really bring up. But I, let's, let's just dance back a little. If you check all the scriptures about the slavery in the Old Testament, you will discover that it is not a sold slavery they were doing. It's a death slavery. Now, what is a death slavery? A death slavery is such a slavery now, I and my brother, you know, in Israel, primarily they are all farmers. And now, I, I and my brothers, we are farmers. And I have this brother here. He did his farming. And he is very, very successful. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He is able to produce, have a lot of produce. He has family. And I also... I did my family, but something happened. And the Bible said the neighbor fell into property. That's what the great Bible puts it. That if your neighbor falls into property. And so um, something happened, my plan didn't yield. And so I had to feed my family. I had to feed my family and wait for the next year for farming. So I will go and meet my brother and say, borrow me so 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 amount. 
my produce is not robust this year. I trust God that next year my produce will be what? Robust. Okay, he borrows me. Let's say he lends me one million naira. Now, as, as, as he lends me a million naira, I went into working. And as I'm working and working, the next year came. His produce is still more worth productive, and mine is not. And we serve the same God. I will not say because my mine is not, his debt should not be paid. I will now go to him and say, Oh, my brother, I, I obviously cannot pay your debts because my farm produce is not as it is. So, because I cannot pay your debts, I will serve you for a maximum period of six years towards the year of Jubilee. The year of Jubilee is such a year that every slave, every slave must be freed. Every land taken in slavery must be freed to the owner. So towards the year of Jubilee, let me serve you for this number of years. And after I have served you for that number of years, then my death, I will use my I will use my voice and my life, my service to pay for your debts. That is what we call uh, debt slavery. And there is a, it's, you see that it's a, it's a mutual, there is a mutual understanding there. There is a mutual agreement there. There is no force and after, whether the, the money is redeemed or not, after six years or when the year of Jubilee comes, what happens? He is free. And even in that position, if the, if the slave master or the owner of that slave as at that time maltreats the slave and that, that slave runs away, it is not permitted for him to be returned to that to that uh, slave master. Because the Bible said, remember that you yourself were once slaves in Egypt. So, the slavery in Egypt is such a slavery with which one race feels is better than the other. That was not what God promoted in the Old Testament. But God promoted primarily what was promoted in, in in the, with the children of Israel is called debt slavery and I pray God help us in Jesus name but as time goes on apart from the children of Israel all forms of slavery are in the Bible and they are recorded they are not practiced most of them are not practiced under the direction of the Lord they are either practiced by children of Israel when they are gone astray or they are practiced by people who are not children of Israel. But they are documented in the Bible. So the fact that they are documented in the Bible does not mean they are supported by the Bible. And I pray God will help us in Jesus' name. Now, let's now come to the New Testament. You will discover that Paul gave us a whole lot of resources 
on, 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 on servants and slaves. Even though there is a little bit different between servants and slaves, but today is not a day to talk about that difference. Let's just believe now that both servants and slaves are the same. I pray God help us in Jesus' name. Before we get into the time of uh, Paul, when Paul writes, let's look at Jesus himself. You discover that Jesus, in plenty of his, uh, his analogy, said a whole lot of proverbs that talked about servants having uh, masters having what? Servants, slaves, and, and, and the likes. Then you discover that Paul himself came down and talked about it. Why is this like this? The general principle is, is this. Now we are not under the, uh, the Israel in the New Testament is not under, is not under the law of, of Moses. They had Romans over them who are ruling them. And so the examples of Romans, a lot of children of Israel are, are taking, taking it. Then the Romans are actually also living. And in, in Rome then, 90% of a society could be slaves. And in Rome then, there are slaves who are of higher echelon. Slaves, like accountants, who are skilled slaves, like accountants, uh, medical doctors, they are all slaves to rich people. Praise the Lord. Amen. They are all slaves to who? To very, very rich people. Then you have some other uh, minor slaves, no, not minor in, in that form, smaller slaves or people, slaves of lower class. Those are, those, those, are, those are ones that work in the mines, that work in the farms. The, the terms with which they deal with these slaves is different from the times they deal with the skilled slaves. And then you see in Rome, you can have a slave owner. You can go and buy slaves. You can, you can sell slaves. In fact, they put slaves on wheeling machine, a wheeling machine and the slave will be rounded. Ah, you see, it has, a, it has back. And yet, Baba, eh, it's, it's a very good person, all those kind of things. So, like that. But the fact that these conditions are, because the reason why we are talking about no longer slaves is here is that the relationship between Onesimus and Philemon is one of the major slave examples in the Bible. And that's where people say, now, look at it. Even Paul is sending a slave back to the owner. The reason is this. When Jesus came to the earth, he came into a particular culture. And the same there, well, what, what Jesus came to do, what he came to, I would get there, well, what, what Jesus came to do, is what he, he, he focused on. The major important thing. In fact, when he saw death, when, he, when death killed um, um, when, when, he, when, when death killed Lazarus, the Bible said Jesus wept. He wept because of the way people are suffering under death. death. But he didn't stop death from killing people. Praise the Lord. He didn't he, 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 he did stop death. He saw slavery. But what was most important for him to come and do on earth is what he did. And don't forget that all forms of slavery actually came to uh, became a matter of history or became uh, uh, vilified through Christian minds. Later years, you remember William Wilberforce, uh, what was the name of this uh, George Washington, Abraham Lincoln. 
These were minds that actually stamped out slavery on earth. They are Christians. They have Christian minds. In fact, Lincoln would say if there is nothing that is wrong, slavery is wrong. And Lincoln is a man that reads the Bible, his major, his major uh, uh, book he reads in life is the Bible. Now, why did Jesus not deal with slavery and, and uh, his, his, his dissidents, his, the people that came from him years later, actually dealt with We come to that and I put our purpose in Jesus' name. So, I want us to look at... Uh, uh, examples of where Jesus read, Jesus mentioned the issue of uh, slavery. If you look at uh, Matthew chapter 18, verse 23 to 33, you see a very good example of dead slavery there. Can somebody help me with that, please? Matthew 18, Matthew 18, 23 to 33. It says, Okay. It says okay. Matthew 18, verse 3. Okay. As he goes on the way, okay. one servant was brought before him who had run up a debt of an hundred thousand dollars. Okay. He missed the message version. Okay. He couldn't pay up, so the king ordered the man along with his wife, okay. children, okay. and goods to be auctioned off at the slave market. Okay. Verse 25. The poor wretch threw himself at the king's feet and okay. begged, okay. Give me a chance and I will pay it all back. Okay. 26. To, touched by his plea, the king let him off, erasing the debt. Okay. 27. The servant was, so, was no sooner out of the room when he came upon one of his fellow servants who owed him $10. Okay. He seized him by the throat and demanded, Pay up now. 28. The poor guy threw himself down and begged, Give me a chance, I'll pay it back, all back. Page 29. But he wouldn't do it. He had him arrested and put in jail until the debt was paid. Especially when the other servants saw this going on, they were outraged and brought a detailed report to the king. Page 31. The king summoned the man and said, You evil servant, I forgave you entire debt. I, I, I forgave your entire debt. When you beg me for mercy, that's two. Shouldn't you be compelled to be merciful to your fellow servants who asked for mercy? Verse 33. And the king was furious and put the screws and put the screws to the man until he paid back his entire debt. Now that's an example of debt slave. A very good example. But you see that the mind of the, the second, that slave who was owing that king was not good. And what was Jesus saying here? Even when in the midst of this death place slavery, he's still wanting them to apply the mind of God. But that's not where I'm going to. When you look at Matthew, I won't read this. When you look at Matthew chapter 25, verse 14 to 30, you see the story of the talents. Eh? And uh, I think uh, talent and some, some servant, I think three servants, one that's giving ten talents, the other one five, <laughs> one giving five talents, the other one giving two talents, and the other one one talent. You see the story of a slave owner and the world and slave here. Jesus saying this story here. Then when you see Luke chapter <coughs> 17 verse 4, that's more striking. Luke 17 4. <coughs> Luke chapter 
2017 verse 4, okay. message version. Even if it's personal against you okay. and repeated seven times okay. through the day, okay. and seven times he says, I am sorry, I won't do it again. Forgive him. Are you sure you are reading Luke 17, 7? Luke 17, 7. Okay, verse 7, sorry. Luke 17, verse 7. Suppose one of you has a servant who comes in from plowing okay. the field or tending the sheep. Mm -hmm. Would you take his coat, set the table, and say, sit down and eat? Continue, sir. Verse 8. Wouldn't you be more likely to say, prepare dinner, change your clothes, and wait and wait table for me until I have finished my coffee, then go to the kitchen and have your supper. Your supper. Imagine Jesus saying this. Jesus said that if you own a servant and he has gone to farm all day and comes, that was the time you were supposed to eat. The normal thing is you allow the servant to go to go in, shower and take his food away. He said, what you are likely to say is that prepare my table and wait for me till I finish eating before you do anything. When the man at first also met this scripture, I was like, wow, what is Jesus saying? But what you must almost learn is that this was the culture of the day. Jesus was always teaching based on what is going on around his audience because that is what they will understand. He told Nicodemus, he said, if we say these cheap things using uh, things that are around you to, to, to explain things to you, if you don't understand, how will you understand what? Hard things. So Jesus taught through culture, he taught through trading method, he taught through, if Jesus was in our days, if Jesus actually was arranged to come back in our days, he wouldn't have used those examples. Because we are not used to them any longer. Because Jesus was particular about the level of understanding of, the, of his audience. So in those days, that was how, how cruel, you know, that was how cruel servant-master relationship was. So he would, he would say, prepare, and all those kind of things. And so it is not that Jesus is supporting it, but Jesus is teaching truths. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus met an existing structure and of culture developed by men and he had to walk through this structure and he also lived through them and taught lessons through them because that is what people will understand. What about Paul? Can somebody help me read Ephesians chapter 6, 5 to 9? We are reading Ephesians 6, 5 to 9, Colossians 3, Colossians 3. 22 to 25. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 5 to 9. Okay. Verse 5. Servants, respectfully obey your earthly masters. Okay. But always with an eye to obey the real master. Okay. Christ. Okay. Verse 6. Don't just do what you have to do. You have to do to get by. Okay. But work earthly. Okay. Uh, work with all your heart. Okay. As Christ's servants doing what God wants you to do. Okay. Verse 7. And work with a smile on your face. Okay. Always keeping in mind that no matter what who happens to be giving the others, you are really serving God. Okay. Verse 8. Good work will get you good pay from the master, okay. regardless of whether you are slave or free. Okay. Verse 9. Masters, it's the same with you. No abuse, please, and no threats. Okay. You and your servants are both under the same master in heaven. Praise he makes no distinction between you. Can and you see? 
a difference now. This person is now telling this person is now telling them, masters, uh, servants, servants, live like Joseph did. Joseph served where? In the house of Potiphar. But who was Joseph serving actually? He was serving, the Bible said, I will not do these things. These things are not against my, my master. They are against God. So Joseph served in the house of Potiphar as a servant of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I don't know if you get what I'm trying to say. As a servant of God. You see it all through the Bible. You, you also look at uh, the story of Nehemiah. The story of Nehemiah. You see, Nehemiah was this. You see, all through the Bible, we see people in both sides. You see the story of Je- uh, Abraham and uh, Abraham and, and his servants from uh, Eliada of Damascus. You see, Abraham was... The, 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 the person you know, but you see the way he related with his with his servants. He would trust everything to him. That one will carry anything that he wants. You see Nehemiah, who was a servant, who was he was the one that was a bearing cup in the presence of a particular king, and yet God lived through him. This was the focal point Paul was trying to teach us here. That. See, it, is, it doesn't matter the social status that you are in. You must ensure that any social status you have, you are able to serve Christ through it. So, you discover that the major importance of what Jesus came to do is not to change social status. I know this is not a good message for, all, for a lot of us. You know, we, we have, uh, we have, you know, this song, we are, me, I know, go suffer, we like it so much. Then there's this other song, I will be, I will be head and not the tail. You know, we, we have loved this thing that, uh, me, I cannot be servant to, I must be what? Master. When Jesus came, Jesus did not come to revolutionize social status. He came to do something very important. Before we get there, let's still read this scripture, Colossians chapter 23, 22 to 25. Colossians chapter 3, 22 to 25. Colossians chapter 3, 22 to 25. It says, Chen says, Servants, do what you are told by your earthly masters, and don't just do the minimum that will get you by. Do your best. Mm. Version 3. Work from the heart for your real master, okay. for God. You see? Verse 24. Confident that you will get paid in full when you come into your inheritance. Okay. Keep in mind always that the ultimate pastor you are serving is Christ. Okay. Question 5. The soothing servant who does shoddy work will be held responsible. Being Christian doesn't cover up bad work. And finally, on that point now, on Paul's, there is still Hospital uh, uh, 220, but Paul, I wanted to write it down. Hospital 2, 18 to 25. Go and check it. Check Peter's perspective on how a servant should serve. If you are, if you are a servant, like you are an employee, you are serving somebody. How you should serve God. But let's also look at Paul's message to the to the masters. Colossians four verse one. Colossians chapter four verse one. It says, <clears throat> "And masters, treat your servant considerately. Okay. Be fair with them." 
Don't forget for a minute that you too serve a master, God in heaven. So it is not a ma- matter of whether I am the slave and you are the master. What matters is that both of us now have a master. So I am serving that master as a master here, and you are serving that master as a what? As a slave. And that was what what uh, Paul was was saying through the life through the book of uh, uh, Philemon. Philemon, in the natural culture, was a slave owner. Perhaps he was a slave owner before he had uh, he had Onesimus. Uh, of course, Philemon has a very large house that needed assistance. Whether Onesimus is a higher echelon uh, uh, slave, we don't know, or a lower echelon slave. But for him to have been able to run away and run to Rome, it must have meant that he's a skilled was he's a skilled servants who will find someone else to serve or find the service and for him for for paul to have wanted his service means he's a no means uh, he's, a, he's not a, a servant of what small means but yet paul still returned him and paul also told him that know that you also have a master in heaven so the position we all stay in any social status we are Financial status, economic status, any status, any status that we are, employment status, is that we are servant of Christ. Whether you are the boss of a company or you are the great man of that company, we are all serving Christ. And I pray God for us in Jesus' name. Let's now look at what sums up Paul's, um, Paul's opinion. I mean, this, this is also the same thing. Galatians chapter 3. 28 and Colossians 3.28 Galatians 3.28 Please, my brother, pick Colossians 3.28 I'll pick Galatians 3.28 Colossians 3 verse 28 Okay It says, Colossians 3 Okay uh, I'm sorry, it's Colossians 3.25 Colossians 3 verse 25 It said, the student servants who does surely work you will be held responsible. Being Christian doesn't cover up bad work. No, what I'm going to is what I said. There is neither, there is neither slave, nor sorry. Did I say Colossian? Oh, you are reading Colossian. Oh, I'm sorry. Mine is Galatians three twenty eight. Yours is um, Colossians three eleven. I'm sorry. I'm the one that uh, actually confused you. Colossians chapter 3 verse 11, it says, Mr. Basham, okay. words like Jewish and non-Jewish, religious and irreligious, insider and outsider, uncivilized and uncut, slave and free, mean nothing. You see? From now on, everyone is defined by Christ. Everyone is included in Christ. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. My brother, I want to hear that version in Galatians 28. Galatians chapter 3, verse 28. It says, Okay. Also, since you are Christ's family, okay. then you are Abraham's famous descendants. Okay. 
as according to the covenant promises. Okay. Oh. Maybe we should go for go for KJV then praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Because there is a portion that actually said there is neither. Okay, yes, KJV. It says there is neither Jew nor Greek. Okay. There is neither bond nor free. No, no bond. There is neither male nor female. No male nor female. For ye are no. all one in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So this is what sons of Paul understanding. It's it see, it's Christ walking through the <coughs> walking through the system, but yet changing hearts. What is important is Christ changing hearts. When Christ changed hearts, you know, as at the time of, the, uh, of, of Paul and Co, they yet don't have political power to change uh, laws. They don't have that political power then. So, what God Christ was doing it was he was changing hearts, changing hearts, changing hearts, up to changing us. Till leaders, political leaders started to accept Christ. People like William Wilberforce, people like uh, Abraham Lincoln. A whole lot of evil Christian leaders did not allow their hearts to be changed towards the cruelty of slavery. But we, we saw, we thank God for those great leaders who now brought a change towards physical world, physical slavery. But what was most important is that Christ is in our hearts. And you see something in the life of Christ himself. And I'll, I'll, after this, I'll be rounding on. I pray God us in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lamb. Um, it's been signaled to me here that my time is up. I'll just, I'll just round up very quickly. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, let's, let's look at um, Romans chapter 6. But this is um, this is the major important thing that I, want, I, I really want us to see today. I pray God help us in Jesus' name. Amen. What is the major important ministry of Jesus? Cardinal point of Jesus' main argument is not to change social status, but to change spiritual status. John ten ten. The Bible said, "The thief, the thief come to what to see to, but I came to what to give them life." Luke chapter twelve from verse thirteen. Luke 12 from verse 13. Can you read that for me? Luke chapter 12 from verse 13. It says, Message version. Okay. Someone out of the crowd said, Teacher, order my brother to give me a fair share of the family inheritance. Okay. Verse 14. Mm -hmm. He replied, Mister, mm -hmm. what makes you think it's any of my business to be, to be a judge or mediator for you? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Imagine. You would have thought Jesus would call the brother and say, Oh, yeah, give him back. But no, Jesus said, That is not my major business. Yeah. Praise the Lord. My major, my major business will be found in the book of Romans, chapter 6, from verse 5 to 23, from verse 15 to 23, and Luke chapter 1, from verse 67 to 79. Please. Romans chapter 6, from verse 15. Yeah. To verse. From verse 15, it says, Mr. Marshall, Abby, you know well enough from your own experience that there are some acts of so called freedom that destroy freedom. Okay. Offer yourselves to sin, okay. for instance, and it's your last free act. But offer yourselves to the ways of God, and the freedom never quits. Okay. All your lives, you have let sin, 
tell you what to do. Okay. Verse 16. But thank God you have started listening to a new master. Okay. Verse 17. One whose command sets you free to live openly in his freedom. Verse 18. I'm using this freedom language because it's easy to picture. You can, read, you can readily recall. Can't you? How at one time, the more you did just what you felt like doing, not caring about others, not caring about God, the worse your life become and the less freedom you had. And now, much difference is, is it now as you live in God's freedom. Your life is an expansive and expansive in holiness. Verse 19. As long as you did what you felt like doing, ignoring God, you didn't have to bother with right thinking or right living or right anything. You are in verse that matter. Verse 19. Please, can you read verse 22? Let me see what, what it says. Verse 23 says, For the wages of sin is death, okay. but the gift of God is eternal life. Thank you. Christ okay. Lord. What that place is, you read KJV, it would have given us the right addiction. Praise the Lord. What that place is that we are no longer slave to what? To sin. But we are slave to what? Righteousness. The spiritual slavery is what Jesus came to save us from. And if you are listening to me, and you all will listen to me, please, if you are still slave to sin, that is the major slavery Jesus came to save us from. Every other injustice in our society is secondary. What is important is that we are under a new master, which is what? Christ. And if you check the book of Luke, chapter 67, from verse, start reading from verse 70. From verse 70, please read chapter. Eh? Luke, Luke chapter 1, from verse 67. Use KJV, because, because of time. Verse 7. version. And his father, Zach, Zacharias, okay. was filled with the Holy Ghost okay. and prophesied, saying, okay. Bless the Lord God of Israel, for he had visited and redeemed his people. Okay. He had raised up a, an arm okay. of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. Okay. Verse 70. As he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets, okay. which have been have been since the world began, okay. verse 71, that we should be saved from our enemies okay. and from the hand of all that hate us, okay. verse 72, mm-hmm. to perform the mercy promised to our fathers okay. and to redeem and to remember his holy covenant, okay. verse 73, the oath which is sold to our father Abraham, 74, okay. that he would grant unto us that we be delivered out of the hand of our enemies okay. might serve in without fear. Okay. In holiness and righteousness okay. before him for the days of our life. Okay. John John like John a, a scripture. John it John where he will say to you, my brother, you shall be the John to the John is scripture like John John two verses like that. Psalms eight. Okay. Through the absolute message of our God. Okay. God's sorry. Read read, KJV. read seventy seven. Start reading from verse seventy seven. Psalm seven. To give knowledge of salvation unto his people yeah. by the remission of their sins. Okay. Through the tender mercy of our God, okay. whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us. Verse 79. To give light to them that sit in darkness and, and, and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. My brother, yes. my sister, the reason why Jesus came is to liberate us to service. He didn't come to, to be changing uh, this thing. 
is to liberate us to serve. And if you are listening to me, please, uh, you know, the reason why Israel did not accept Jesus is because it didn't deliver them from earthly slavery. And if you have the same mindset that, ah, I'm serving Christ, why is it that my level is still the same? Um, uh, after all I'm doing, you are like the children of Israel. You are like, so please, if you are still serving sin, I beg you, stop. But if you have given your life to Christ, allow Jesus to change your heart. We are no longer slaves. On Simons was not a slave any longer. Why? Because he had been converted under the ministry of Paul. And I pray God us in Jesus' name. Amen. I pray I have been able to uh, 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 deliver the mind of God to us concerning this matter. I pray as, as this word enters into our heart, will be so blessed in the name of Jesus. Amen. I pray they will be productive in our lives in the name Amen. of Jesus. I want us to begin to pray and say, Lord, help me in the name of Jesus. Father, help help me. me to be open Jesus, in every of the leader in relationship Lord, I am in. Help me, Lord, that God as a as I will see myself as your servant. Ah, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I will not be expecting anything, Lord, in the name of Jesus, but to be your servant in the name of Jesus. Just the servant that all I care to be. <coughs> In your hands, Lord Jesus, who's the end for ambitions, and desires to just to serve in you, Jesus. Thank you, Father Lord. In Jesus' name, we are praying. Amen. My people, please um, send us a message. Send your questions to the chat app. We reply. Uh, uh, we we'll reply. Please, all our messages are now on on the pod- podcast. We we'll share the link on the chat app. Please, you can always go and download every of our messages on our podcast. The messages of Bible study, there are other messages that we have preached and they are on our pod, pod, podcast channel. So, we'll share the link. Please go and download it. Don't forget, SOV, School of Virtue program has started. We are all rushing there. Thank you very much. God bless you.